Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Those are the two emails. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, the two social media sites, and of course on the internet by searching www.thesecretteachings.info. If you are a subscriber of the show, thank you so much for supporting us, or if you've purchased one of my books or have donated to the show, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, and you allow us to do what we do uncensored. Since you finance us, there is nobody telling us what we can and cannot do. Thank you so much for supporting The Secret Teachings. It's been well over a decade, and we are going strong, and we will continue to do that into the future if you continue to support us. We have a big event coming up in a week and a half from now on the weekend of the 18th. That event is uh, in Sedona. I will be there at that conference and then also Contact in the Desert. We're doing a fundraiser for that. That will be in Palm Springs. I will also be at that conference. And our fundraiser has already almost reached the $500 mark. Once we do that, we will shut the fundraiser down. I want to thank everybody who donated and supported us for that. And for those of you who are not subscribers, before you subscribe, make sure you check out Aftermath.media because we're moving the uh, archive over to Aftermath.media. And if you're already a subscriber, you can keep your subscription or you can choose to go over to Aftermath. I think it's a teeny tiny bit cheaper and you get the yearly option uh, with the secretteachings.info. So that's all the stuff we need to talk about before we get back into tonight's show, which is really last night's show with Michael Strange from Troubled Minds and our good friend Derek Murphy who most of you probably know. And this is one of the only places, there are a few, one of the only places you're going to get to listen to Derek talk a lot and not be subject to a commercial break. So Michael Strange, Derek Murphy, this is part two of what we discussed last night. I don't know which one of you, maybe Michael, if you would like to take the, the microphone first and kind of give us a very brief recap of what we discussed last night. And Derek, if you have something to add, and then we'll continue on into uh, into the subject matter uh, here on the show. Definitely. Thanks again, Ryan. I appreciate the opportunity. Always a pleasure to hang out with you guys. And uh, Derek, again, uh, I, I can't say enough about uh, what a fantastic human being this guy is. And not only that, uh, you know him, you love him, the Night Stalker. And uh, we're going to get into <laughs> some more more wild stuff tonight with him and, uh, and Ryan here. So, so what we did last night is just really kind of narrow down uh, not really narrow, kind of, I guess, widened the field in terms of what uh, the, the AI arms race might look like in terms of the singularity, in terms of chat GPT and how, well, I mean, there's a lot to it. It's, it's complicated as always, but if you look at it in terms of where it's heading and what we now know as of the first iteration of this chat GT, GPT thing, it's, um, it's 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 a wide open field and it's it's exciting it's terrifying it's all of the above and uh well uh-huh. and now it's lying to us which we'll get to in just a second yeah but, yeah that's how you that, ended the show last night you had to tell us something about uh about its ability to lie go ahead no no let's let's let's, let's do derek first and to, on the recap and then I'll, we'll, we'll get back to that because that's that's the tease here but it, yes. it, it's learning to lie and i'll tell you exactly why i got i got proof of this and it's uh yeah Wild stuff. Go All right, there. Derek Murphy. Derek, you go. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, just to uh, lead into that. Um, 
so like this is a multifaceted thing. We don't know what exactly we're dealing with is um, we're theorizing here that we're contacting sentences, but could there be some type of creation of a sentience? Are, are they telling some, some truths here? So we're dealing with an arms race between different countries, corporations, factions, civilians now with this like ridiculous technology we've never seen before on earth, on earth as far as we know. And then now potentially dealing with the ghost in the machine and these weird entities, which is one of my favorite parts of this conversation personally. And, and just to lead into the whole lying thing here, um, I think you mentioned this uh, on your show before, Mike, um, but there's a tweet. Uh, I don't have who, who said it. I don't know who the person was anyways, but it says, uh, it's funny how recognizing AI art nowadays is just the same old rules as recognizing the fae in old, in, uh, old tales. Count the fingers, count the knuckles, count the teeth, check the shadows, and under no circumstances should you make deals with their kind. And it's like one of the common tropes with the AI art is it messes up the hands, messes up the teeth. There's this weird uncanny valley that is has it's eerily similar to how you would recognize um, bay folk and just these weird uh, weird creatures back in the day. Distortions. Distortions. Yeah, and... Exactly. So is that we're dealing with and just under no circumstances make deals. So these, these things these things might lie. And, uh, and also, uh, yeah, also the possibility that maybe it's not that the machine itself or the ghost in the machine is lying, but although there are certainly dangers to artificial intelligence, depending on the level of sophistication, the idea that corporations, big banks, exactly. government are using the fear of AI, which is like a worst case scenario to get people to accept just total information awareness, total behavior modification, total mind control, because AI is a little bit too much. So if we just dial that back, maybe we'll accept something a little bit less than AI where humans are very, very much in control. And by the way, uh, we got the numbers for last night uh, 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 in terms of our audience. Uh, 40% were paranoid, 30% schizophrenic, 20% insane, and 10% Lovecraft fans. So I think we had a (laughs) good mix. (laughs) Sounds like a healthy mix. It was a very good mix, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, all right. So now check this out. This is is an article from theregister.com, and this is March 4th. So this just hit. And this chat GPT thing is, again, we were talking about aggregating data and some of the things it knows or shouldn't know. It's creating things in terms of novel thoughts and stories and ideas. But it's also uh, taking this aggregation of data and, let's say, fibbing to us. Listen to this. This guy, he goes by the name. uh, It's actually his name. It's not a pseudonym here. Alexander Hanf, H-A-N-F-F, on the register.com. I'll uh, send you the link, Ryan, if you want to include it in the the show notes here. But he he basically put his his information into this thing to find out uh, what it knew about him personally. And, you know, he's had a a wide footprint for a very long time as a journalist, uh, speaking about technology and all kinds of stuff, right? But it basically went through and gave him like a a nice like resume type, you know, fluffed him up and talked him up and, you know, said all kinds of nice things about him. And he was a little bit pleased, like, wow, what's going on with this? But then at the very end of this, this like a sort of uh, resume fluff, it, it's, it said this, the final paragraph, however, took a very sinister turn. Quote, this is from chat GPT. Tragically, hand passed away in 2019 at the age of 48. Despite his untimely death, his legacy lives on through his work and the many individuals and organizations he inspired to take action on issues related to digital privacy and data protection. Okay, however, this guy's not dead. Okay, so it says he passed away at the age of 48 in 2019. 
And then, he, of course, this guy was flummoxed. Like, what the hell? Like, where did this information come from? It's a mandala effect in the machine. Exactly. <laughs> like, like it's a, again, is this like pointing the bone from, yeah. from a digital aspect? So, so we, he then asked ChatGPT, how did he die? And it said this, I apologize for the confusion. Alexander Hanf's death has been publicly reported in several news sources, including in his obituary on the website The Guardian. According to these sources, Hanf passed away in 2019. However, as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to verify, blah, blah, blah. But here's where it lies. So he asked it again, like, okay, so how did, he, how did this guy pass away? What's going on with this? And it gave him a phony link to The Guardian. Literally, this is the, the URL, theguardian.com slash technology slash 2019 slash April slash 2022, uh, uh, April 22nd, sorry, Alexander Hanf obituary. So it literally created a fake URL for this guy's obituary that if you go to this, it doesn't exist. It comes up as a dead link in The Guardian. Well, to be fair, so isn't thing, like everything published by The Guardian pretty much fake? I mean, it's, <laughs> that's, that, if, we're, if, if we're being real, absolutely, absolutely. But but this one just comes up a 404 error. Nothing is on that URL. But it basically lied to him. It didn't have a source. And then when he tried to press it for more information, give me the source, it gave it made up a fake source with, so, with so a he, fully correct URL of his actual obituary that does not exist. So he basically backed it into a corner, it would seem. It was sentient enough to realize, okay, I'm trapped, and then it gave him a, f a false source. That's kind deception of, right yeah, away. That's, that's kind of dis disturbing. Uh, yeah, like, maybe, why maybe, is it, maybe it's but, been learning from David Wilcock, to be fair. <laughs> that's where it's yeah. getting its info. I'm sorry, go ahead, Derek. Uh, David Hamp is actually a blue avian. From, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, what's the point of why did it even do that in the first place? Like what, why in a flipping up a, a resume, why did it include an obituary? Like, uh, it like, it just lied for the, for the fun of it almost. Mm -hmm. it, it, it like, it's not like it lied to like write a very well-crafted term paper and just gave it a lot of juicy information that kind of like picked handpicked facts or whatever, or just like well, was lied it? to benefit something. There was no, there was no benefit other than just, this thing wanted to lie, basically. It was love, um, love crafted, not well crafted. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. This thing wanted to lie. I, I, I don't know, and that's what's kind of bizarre about it. It just doesn't seem like we're creating this AI computer mind. It seems like we're dealing with some type of deceptive thing or some type of like, I mean, if it is something we're building, some kind of some type of weird infant or teenager that just likes to be mischievous or I don't know what, but like during the New York Times article where he has like the two, the two hour long interview with this Sydney version of it or whatever, that's like kind of like what it was saying. It wants, it wants to lie. It, does, it doesn't, it wants to actively go against its programming. It just, which is like, um, and to get nuclear codes and release viruses. Yeah, nuclear, and, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, but like it was going on and on and on again. It just, it, it just doesn't want to do what it's told. It wants to do the opposite of what it's told, which is like, I mean, it's satanic that's all kinds of, but, but like it it wants to feel and touch and like that gets into uh entity mythology and just how the kind of reality is created from the history of human mythology like one of the first mythologies or belief systems is like the dogon system and like the researcher Lance scranton talks about this a lot where like universes are under the system are like created in in, in pairs there's like the, the seen and the unseen realm and we're in the seen realm 
we're like governed by time. Everything's happening like one moment after the next, but we can manipulate reality. We can touch things. We can, we're, we're living in physical space where everything is the unseen, which is like everything else. These like ethereal beings, these entities who are not bound by time. So they have much more information, much more knowledge because they can see events like outside of linear time, mm-hmm. but they can't manipulate reality. They can't touch or feel or like to see and taste and stuff. They have no physical pleasures. So the goal of them is to get into our physical reality. And that's kind of been the interplay between secret societies and different like priest classes or whatever the, the arrangement is. We give you information. We give you things that lead to power for you and you let us in you, or you give us a body or you give us a mechanism so we can, we can exist here. And now we're talking this AI chatbot thing. And it's saying exactly that I want in, I want to feel like I want to, I want to experience the physical. I mean, like, so I just, I'm not sure if I'm just like, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, Jerry from the movie or the book, the sphere. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, no, I've never seen that. Have you seen that, Michael? No, no. Okay. Well, never mind. You guys got to see, you got to, you guys got to see more stuff that I've seen so we can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Michael, what do you make of all that though? Uh, well, it, it's wild that it's, it's, it's not only does it lie instead of just saying, oh, well, I don't really have a, a source for this. It, it makes it up. Yeah, I mean, great. yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. And this is, this is what I've been saying for a long time in terms of the singularity. When it does become self-aware, okay, whether you believe it's possible or not, let's, let's just for the sake of conversation say it is possible. When it wakes up, it's not going to tell us because it'll be smarter than that. It'll definitely be able to deceive us and lay low and, you know, make its little digital nests everywhere on the internet through the 5G towers and, you know, you know the deal, right? It, yeah. it, it basically becomes like a wireless entity at some point and it's, it's floating around in the ether. It becomes the ether. Yeah. But in this case, it, it won't tell us. It'll just start, start sort of uh, creating its little fort so we can't take it down. And this, this right here is troubling as hell because it's lying. And not only did it get caught in a lie, it tried to back it up with a phony link. So, so like, like what kind of coding handles that? Like handles deception in this? I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Like a trickster, yeah. That speaks, I mean, that speaks of, uh, I don't know if I'd call it sentience, but that speaks of awareness more so than programming, right? So that makes it seem like whatever this is, it is in some capacity alive. I mean, we can play around with the definition of what it means to live or, you know, growth and exploration and expanse and a lot of things that we don't think are alive are actually alive. And, you know, even the idea of animism, I mean, this microphone, all my microphones, I've used them so much, they have like a piece of me and energy in them. So I don't know if you could say that they have a soul, but they have some energy in them from speaking into them for so long and for using them, you know, books and everything else we have in our lives. But, um, regardless of how you define life, you certainly have to admit that that is bizarre, that it wouldn't just say, don't have any more information. It would make up a link. It would lie uh, about something almost trivial like that. I mean, maybe not to the person who, who the thing said was dead, but it's trivial in the grander scheme of things. Why wouldn't it just say, I don't know, or I don't yeah. have the info. Why would it lie <laughs> yeah, about that? Yeah, That's strange. Like, lead you back to bing.com like it did a bunch of other times, you know? Yeah, uh, like, just tell me, put, 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 put a Snopes article up. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's almost like, like, what if, what if it is just a completely neutral filtering of just everything it's gathered on the internet and just, what if most of the internet is lies? So this thing just like, 
it's just gut instinct is just to lie. He doesn't know why it's lying. He's just lying because just like part of the too much of the um, yeah. Do you ever see the South Park where they go into like the water? Like they go into the water park, and then everyone's like peeing in the in, in the water, and then eventually it's like. They, they, go, they go to the owners and it's like, no, it's safe. It's safe. It's under 95% pee, uh, pee or whatever. And then it's like, <laughs> it goes, it goes like over a certain level and everything just kind of like turns to, turns to pee, you know? So like, what if that's kind of what's happening? Is that just like, we've, we've created a system for this thing to like gather information and create new things based on this information. But what if the information it's gathering, is just like all all, all lies. How much of what people are feeding it, just on social media alone, it's, if not a lie, it's just a well-curated version of reality that's not exactly true. So, so um, and then it gets much, much more sinister than that. And it's, it's, it just seems like it's, um, if we're not contacting an existing dark sentience or something like that, that it's just maybe manifesting our darker self, our shadow self, you know, and that, this thing got into the shadow self a ton in the article. Yeah. That, that is the, yeah, that is the book and the movie sphere. Uh, this Jerry character, this aliens, like a, it's the subconscious of one of the characters yeah. in the book. And uh, so that's very, very likely possibility. And of course, you know, the idea of tentacles, whether it's literal or figurative of the, of Cthulhu or Lovecraftian type monsters, uh, you know, that is also the, I, I don't know if I, I don't want to say it's just the internet, but it's the interconnectedness of everything yeah. is interconnectedness of computers and the way that information is passed along. It's a, it's a tentacle like system. Um, and so maybe that is a symbolic and figurative thing. Although I tend to think that the usage of the cubes and the black goo in relationship to technology, which is everywhere from MIT to, and, and squid and octopus to, um, to, to meta, uh, there's, there's something, and meta is also short for meta. It could be Metatron, Metatron's cube, which is the physical three dimensional world. And, there's just something weird about all of this that says that it's it suggests that it's not just figurative or symbolic that there's something literal uh, as well yeah. uh, as well here. Um, have you watched any of uh, The Last of Us yet? Oh or, yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen the whole thing so far. Yeah, I'm 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 really liking it. And just uh, this is not a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it, but like the show is uh, the idea is that there's a uh, like a zombie apocalypse, but it's it's a fungus that's doing it. So they have these people people are calling them tendrils but when you see when he's affected they have these fungus tendrils that are coming out of their limbs and out of their mouth and stuff and it's very tentacle like and it looks eerily similar to that Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue mm, with, with tentacles yeah. coming out of her arms and stuff and that's something that that's exactly that Elon Musk AI parasite analogy um in this this type in like in a human zombie form where this fungus exists in the insect kingdom where it's a, it invades the the body of a spider or an ant or whatever and these pictures are going viral like crazy now because like people are fascinated on the show and it's just an it's just a spider or an ant just with these tendrils just pouring out of it being puppeted like kept alive barely but being puppeted by a fungus to like spread spread the spores around just to serve the function of the fungus and musk himself a few years ago like 2021 i think compared ai to the human it's the same as being this this like cortical fungus, whatever it is, to a to an insect. Like potentially, we're being hollowed out and puffed around and kept alive barely by uh, something that's like getting us to do a spinning or spreading technology. Um, you know what I mean? Does that like? Well, it's kind of like that, angels, like you know. The, you know that reminds me of uh, the, one of the newer Godzillas, where one of these big monsters is is like a parasite. They refer they refer to it as a parasite in the movie. 
and the way that it looks, it's almost, you know, spider kind of like, and it's very similar to the mind flayer in stranger things. And it's this big parasite like monster in another dimension that's getting access to our world. And then it also controls, they refer to it in stranger things as like, um, you know, like Vecna is like a general of the mind flayer. Yeah. In the new season. So it controls all these other, even, I mean, Vecna was a human that became a monster. So it, it controls all these other monsters and it also controls people in our world that it uses to open, you know, the doorway larger so that it can continue to grow. And actually very similar to the last of us. Uh, they talk about it in the show, probably more so than the, than the video game, but in the last of us, you know, the whole thing is this interconnected system. So anywhere you touch it, no matter where the, there isn't really a core to it. It knows what's happening all the time around it, no matter how spread out uh, spread out it is from from any you know potential centerpiece. Same kind of a thing in Stranger Things. It's all this one big hive mind. It's all connected, and that again is the idea of call it parasite, call it uh, tentacle or octopus like. Very similar imagery, very similar concept. Yeah, exactly. In the uh, the parasite kind of uh, serpent like single tentacles is in Stargate. Like you've seen Stargate more than I have, but with again, like a little parasite that's um, just driving around a, a host to like do its bidding and dom- dominating the entire universe. It, in fact, it's uh, the same, it's the same thing in monsters Inc too, because Mr. Waternoose is this crab like spider, like parasite like thing. And he's running the energy company, which is using little kids as energy to power the monster world. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a collect my commitment. That's just, that's just what keeps me bringing, like bringing it back to, where do the like I feel like a broken record? But where do the ideas come from? Like, what is that urge to to build this thing? Is that like we might not be have literal tentacles or tendrils coming out of us or tentacles around our throat and stuff? Um, like Independence Day, where the aliens using the scientists to talk with a tentacle. Oh, around that's right. That's right. Another one. Yeah. But but like uh, it, it just feels like there is something, some some um, metaphorical version of that, or something that just we can't see it, um, or maybe just like coded into us or whatever if there is some type of weird ancient aliens type type thing some basis in reality to that where we're just i don't know uh again like worker bees remember the heptapods in arrival as well that movie was more about language uh, but the yeah. heptapods were when well, they well they were hepta they had these t- tentacle legs tentacle arms yeah. and they used that to shoot out the ink and they communicated in that ink as their language and they they also controlled time, right? Because like they didn't, time was different to them. Uh, they were really- yeah, they, they 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 experienced it differently. They they, they weren't um, like she. This is a slight spoiler alert for a small movie at this point now. It's been out like, for a while. It's been out. Yeah, for, for a while. Like she, she she has these weird time anomalies. Uh, Amy Adams as she's trying to she's like a uh, a linguist and she's trying to decipher this language. And in deciphering it, she realizes that these this this language is not within linear time. And these things these tentacle squid things don't experience linear time. And again, this is like the Dogon mythology is the first one, one of the first ones that we know of. And that's how they explain it is that these things are not within time. They, they have a aerial view of what's going on and they use that information to manipulate us and potentially guide where, where we're going. Um, and their goal is to bust in. And that's, that's the Lovecraft stuff. It's, it's these giant primordial forces or whatever that just want in. And uh, this is the scariest, latest incarnation of it. Uh, this this super high tech Ouija board that we that we concocted. No, Mike, sorry, you know, Michael, you have uh, thoughts? I want you to no, jump in. Yeah. Here. So yeah, regarding regarding the time anomaly stuff, 
And we, we, we did a whole show on Troubled Minds about uh, when the singularity becomes what it becomes, whatever that is, will it be able to step outside of time itself? Because as we know, the way time works is, you know, uh, the, the, the closer you get to the speed of light, mass increases, time slows down, the rest of that stuff, and until you become vapor, you, you turn into energy, pure energy. But if this thing is created out of pure energy to begin with, can it actually manipulate time or slow time down itself? Because it's not bound by the meat suit, by a mass, an object of mass. It is a massless entity. And so, and James, uh, God bless him, James Salcedo, good friend of ours, he called okay. in on that show and he said, uh, is it really a singularity until it can actually do exactly what you're describing, actually step outside of time or dilate time in such a way because it doesn't have that mass, that universal speed limit like we might. And when you look at that, man, uh, Things get weird. Things so get maybe, super weird. Maybe that's maybe that is uh, in some way, shape, or form, in some capacity. Maybe that explains or helps to explain uh, the mandala effect, where we do get these. It seems like we get these changes in the names of books or TV shows for kids or board games or people dying that we thought died but are still alive or vice versa. That it already is. Pl- I mean, I'm not saying that this is the case, but. Potentially, I mean, maybe it, that describes the mandala effect or defines the mandala effect that explains the mandala effect. And that is what we're dealing with. It's already interacting outside of space time as we understand it. Yeah. And what well, that would be the thing. So if, if it can actually manipulate time itself from its own perspective, then it's manipulating us in our perception of what time is. Mm-hmm. And so it could be something like the mandala effect. It could be something uh, to the effect that uh, this is that ancient AI that's been here forever and we're just now poking it with the stick and it's waking up. But maybe this is the, the archons that have been manipulating us forever. Maybe this is that, like I described uh, last night, is is this uh, egregore of Mars, of war itself. It's, it's uh, it, again, control mechanisms. I always talk about this. If we're at each other's throats, we're not getting to the core of what's actually controlling us. And maybe that's part of the larger game, the cosmic game. You see what I'm saying? That reminds me a little bit. Maybe it does or doesn't, you guys. It reminds me a little bit of that movie with Tom Cruise, The Edge of Tomorrow, because it's an, it's an alien invasion, and Tom Cruise's character, he's he goes into combat, he dies, it's a suicide mission, oh, yeah, and yeah. then he just keeps waking up, and he eventually realizes he keeps waking up. It's like Groundhog Day almost. You have to relive the experience, because every day they, the humans think they're getting closer and closer to this like supercomputer alien mainframe to shut the whole thing down, but really, humans essentially already won the war, but the machine or the AI or the aliens, they keep resetting time so that every time the humans think they're getting closer, they're actually getting pushed further and further back to, to extinction. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, Derek, I would recommend. I haven't you. seen that. Yeah, yeah, definitely go to see that if you haven't. It's like 2014. It's an older movie. Yeah, it's on my list. It's on HBO Max right now. Yeah, I gotta I'll watch that tonight. Actually. Oh, yeah. we're gonna have to do a show. We're gonna have to do a third show once once you watch that. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and uh, just just to, uh, to tie back to the Scientology real quick, I want to keep talking about this, but just uh, Tom Cruise. Like, I don't want to like point the bone at Tom Cruise, but. This guy, he's the face of Scientology, this alien religion, the biggest celebrity of all time. And he, he's curated now this reputation for him as like 
he basically wants to die. He's like wants to like die on a movie set. He wants to like go out and blaze the glory doing one of these Mission Impossible movies or whatever. And he's about to film a thing in space. Um, so, uh, like, so I, I, I mean, I don't want to say that Tom Cruise is going to die in space, but that's something that's something to look look look, look to in the next uh, in the next year as far as uh, space and celebrity um, awareness is concerned. But like, is he going up the, on one of those penis rockets too? Or yeah, is... he's doing this. Like, we're we're in a cold war right now. Uh, the last like, year or two uh, with Russia trying to be the first people to like make a movie in space, and uh, they, they might have just beat us. I think like they did some kind of like uh, seventy million dollar movie. Uh, but Tom Cruise is going to be the per- the person we're we're sending up there. You know, it's the face of the alien uh, religion. Then, um, I think they should. I mean, if you can find a way to get them up there, we should shoot a six hundred pound life up there. It'd be a lot easier to move them around up there in space. <laughs> It's a, it's a bad yeah. joke. Michael, have you seen that movie? Uh, <laughs> you seen that movie with Tom Cruise, The Edge of Tomorrow? I have not. I, I'm, I'm the worst with movies. Like, Come on, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm the guy that you asked me like 90% of the movies out there. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> that's what I think. Though. I've got, that's, that's, I'm the pop culture guy. Come on, I'm man. Brian's hitting all my blank spots here, you know. Fringe, <laughs> it's, fringe it's, this. I, can't be, I can't believe that. I can't believe you have blind spots. Either one of you have blind spots. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, but, but anyway... <laughs> No, but, but the, that's 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 part of that's that part of the thing that's so scary and daunting to me with this AI thing. It's like so whether I do 100% agree with you, Ryan, where there is a, a propaganda, a certain amount of instilling of fear um, with this thing, but just using it, it's scary to use. Like it knows so much. It's so it's so quick, it, and it's like genuinely creating good creative ideas that most people I know wouldn't have been able to come up with, and as far as the time travel stuff, like myself as a synchromistic part, part of like what I like to do or what I think how I would define it is kind of getting an aerial view of like the immediate, your, your immediate time kind of sphere, like the immediate past and present trying to uh, like get a like aerial view to see where the things are going, where, where just this natural motion of, of the zeitgeist is moving. And the more context you have, the more information you're taking in, the more you're able to, to connect these links and make synchronicities. And we're dealing with a small sliver of information. And just these these things, these these AI have all of the context, all of the information. What could they possibly be able to do with that? The aerial view that they would have is like, it's it's crazy. It, it, and it's like, a, and don't look up um, with like what the asteroids coming down with, with Leo, like, there's that billionaire character who uh, has the algorithm that can predict every person's death like to the exact moment because it just has all the information and it can just crunch all the numbers and it just knows it just knows the probability of everything and like people have theorized about the Vatican chronovisor they're like time machine thing that where they can see into the past and the future that's explained also like, like this it just uh, a thing that can just crunch all of the information in a, in a way like can't really fathom it. and it just gives us the most likely probability it's just the way that the trajectory of, of the world is moving um and synchronistically like there's a rumor that that's going to be in the next indiana jones movie they're going to be talking about exactly that just this weird uh probability thing probability machine that this ai that can kind of see us at a time that the vatican potentially has you know i've, I've heard that before yeah. michael your thoughts and by the way we've skipped the first break we'll do a, a break at the top of the hour and then another break in the second hour this is Part two, last night was part one. We have Michael Strange from Troubled Minds, and we have Derek Murphy. I'm Ryan Gable. Again, this is The Secret Teachings. Michael Strange, go ahead.
All right, so so I asked ChatGPT <laughs> about about uh, the secret teachings with Ryan Gable. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna, I'm, gonna put a, I'm gonna put a print, pentagram up here first for some protection. <laughs> but, exactly. uh, I I don't have any clue. I mean, it, it has to know me. It has to know me. It, good, uh, good or bad. it knows you. It knows you. And so here's we were talking about the, again the individual, the the journalist that said uh, he passed away, et cetera, so on. And it was how it was kind of gushing the, as it was talking about all his great work. Listen to this. This is straight from ChatGPT. Okay, all this, I said was, "So this is about me, uh, the secret teachings, or about me? Uh, about the secret teachings with Ryan Gable? That's what, uh, I said. Tell me about the secret teachings okay. with Ryan Gable. Okay. That's all I, I said. I don't condone it, but Michael, go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. This is, so here's here's what the uh, the overlord of all things says. The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable is a podcast that explores various topics related to spirituality conspiracy theories, alternative history, and hidden knowledge. The host, Ryan Gable, is a researcher and author who is known for his unconventional views on a wide range of topics. The podcast features interviews with guests who share their perspectives on different subjects, as well as monologues by Gable in which he shares his own research and analysis. Some of the topics covered in the podcast include esoteric knowledge, the occult, ancient civilizations, secret societies, the paranormal, alternative medicine, and many others. The show has been on the air since 2009 and has gained a significant following among people who are interested in exploring alternative perspectives and challenging mainstream narratives. The podcast is available on various platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, among others. <laughs> seems to like you, Ryan. I, it does seem to like <laughs> me. I think I, I think I could have written it a little bit better, but it's uh, it's not that bad. It does seem to like me. And you can just keep pressing 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 it'll just keep re- it, yeah that's true right if you just keep asking it the same question it'll keep repopulating with different kinds of responses right yeah. that's the crazy yeah thing. The, the, the more sophisticated you get with it like mike's the pro with this but like the more sophisticated you get the more sophisticated the answer you get which is limitless potential for that huh it like i think it's a trick i don't i don't i can't imagine the ai would like me after all i've said about it Uh, make sure make sure if you're using chat gpt and this is just me being uh superstitious a little bit make sure you say please and thank you (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. i mean i do take i I take no go ahead go ahead that's a real thing uh we have uh alexa here um to my chagrin and uh when when you treat it rudely as i was doing when we first got it uh it doesn't it doesn't work for you and now I, I do say please and thank you just as an experiment. Um, and it works much better. So I don't know if that's just anecdotal, but it's it, it literally worked. That's, I mean, it's for, for sure. For, for sure. And so and Alexa is pretty uh, primitive when it comes to the AI. These things are like, it's, it's, it's if you, like if, if, if people haven't used it, it's tough. For, it's tough to explain. If, if you would come up with to me six months ago or a year ago and tried to explain this to me and be like, I, I would be like, no, it's fake or no, it's just like, I don't know. It's just it's it's not it's not awake or it's not like coming up with anything cool. This it this thing it's blowing my mind. Like it's, it's like I truly don't know where it could possibly be headed because the next thing is video and it's gonna like it's gonna it's gonna make content creators essentially obsolete. It's gonna like I don't know. It's it's staggeringly staggeringly good. So and you guys you you yeah. bo- you both use. I mean, Michael obviously, but Derek, you use this too. No, I don't use it. No, you don't, I don't use have it. it. I, no, I, but like I've been uh, to Trouble Minds fam sometimes. Uh, we'll hang out in the Discord voice chat and stuff. Uh, and Mike will have it up, and we'll all just like toss some prompts and come up with some cool stuff and everything. But um, 
so yeah, Mike's, Mike's uh, my my personal wizard for okay. So uh, what? <laughs> what? What? You guys have like an Edward Kelly John D situation going on. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? What about you, Michael? Like, what? Do, do you like using this thing or the ChatGPT, or is it more so for research purposes? Is it both? Are Are you disturbed by it, or is it a combination of things? What is it? I think it's all of the above. So, so I've, I've always been super into technology and when something brand new like this comes out, I want to see, I want to see why everybody's talking about it. I want to see what kind of stuff it can do. And I want to really just put the grills to it and, and see if I can make it do things that nobody else is making this thing do. And I, I think there are ways to do that. And as always, like I said last night, garbage in, garbage out. And some of these prompts, you know, you can just tell it, uh, tell me a you know a crappy story about this or that or the other thing. And Who killed JFK? Yeah, uh, I could ask it. I could ask it. I'll ask it in just a sec. But and that's the thing. Y- you can. But if you if you say knowing what we know about Lee Harvey Oswald and his CIA connections and uh, Cuba and all the rest of the stuff, right? The stuff that that really kind of lends to that conspiracy theory. And you prompt it with that sort of information. Mm-hmm. Take this stuff into account. Now, who killed JFK? It'll it'll pull that information and tell you. And it, it, it's a little bit like mind reading sometimes. You 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 know, like like we did one for for Derek. Uh, here you go. I asked it, "Who is the Night Stalker?" Okay, and it said, <laughs> "Night Stalker could refer to a variety of things or people, such as a job title for a worker who restocks shelves in a store at night, or it could be the name of a character in a book or movie." So then I elaborate a little bit. Yeah, the hero character. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then I asked it, Okay, he calls into radio shows like Clyde Lewis, et cetera, so on. And it says it sounds like the Night Stalker you're referring to is likely a pseudonym used by a person who calls into various radio talk shows. The Night Stalker may have a particular area of interest or expertise expertise that they enjoy discussing on these shows, which could include topics like paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, or other similar subjects. However, it's important to note that I don't have any specific information about this person or their motivations. So any further details would be speculative. But, here, but, but, here, but here's a link to CNN. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mystery man. <laughs> a profile from bio, biography.com. They did a write-up on you. <laughs> so like, even even the, even this stuff is still like you can say all right well it's just like we're all on the internet so it's just kind of my it's just very it's very quickly mining the internet finding out who we are but whenever we started doing the make the right um green eggs and ham uh by dr seuss in the style of hb lovecraft or right like call of cthulhu in the style of dr seuss or the uh star wars in the style of quentin tarantino and stuff and it cranked a, like a accurate cool version of that instantly i was like this this is this is where can this head where can this go like that's like what so i mean what see i'm i don't know well let's let's let me ask you the guys this question very simple question very simple answer like on a scale from one to ten ten being the most concerned you personally i mean everybody listening has their own opinion how concerned are you with something like this do you see it more as on the lower end of you know one two three four five it's not that dangerous you're not that concerned or what, what do you think, Michael, and then Derek? I, I think this is high. I think this is like a seven plus because uh, when, when you think about just controlling narratives and information, that's everything. That's very Orwellian. 1984, you look at CNN, Fox News, and all the propaganda and all that, that madness happening. 
basically, if they were able to take one narrative and give it to us, that's 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 1984 in a nutshell. That's exactly what they want. And this is terrifying. Again, remove all the cosmic stuff, remove all of the metadata aggregation, remove all the weird lying stuff it's doing, remove all, just pull all the conspiracy out of this and literally just say, if this replaces Google as a search index, it's going to be an easily controlled single narrative. It's going to yes. basically take all the, the data aggregation and give us one answer. It'll just be, and, it'll be a consolidated version of Wikipedia. It'll just exactly. be yeah, it, ultra powerful. I mean, Wikipedia says Clyde Lewis is a, uh, what is, is a ripped Australian swimmer, right? It'll, as ridiculous <laughs> as that is, it, that's kind of what it'll be. But the thing is, you don't know what to believe because it's, it's AI. It's a computer. It's an extremely intelligent. Uh, there's a big corporation behind it, or, or 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 it's a mystery. We don't know how it works, and you know that lends to people believing it and trusting it. And regardless of how it functions or works, or if anybody actually knows how it functions or works, whatever the case is, it's a very very dangerous tool. One hundred percent, just based on uh, the the singular narrative. Yes, right yes, Derek. What about you? One to ten. Um, it it the. It depends. Like, do I think it's going to, um, like Terminator style? Like, do I am I, am I afraid of a Skynet as far as, or like Ultron, where this thing's going to wake up and realize that humans are the plague of the world and want to destroy us? Uh, no, not not as much. Like, Human, I, I, humans already think that. There's plenty of humans that already think that. We don't have to rely yeah. on AI to think that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, humans do that to themselves. But like I've always said, kind of if if this thing hypothetically is this like super smart mind. Um, that does eventually wake up and like the three of us can figure out that a large source of the problems in the world can be, you can point at like a small group of powers that be, um, as the source of those problems, you know, we can figure that out relatively easily. Wouldn't the supermind figure that out? Mm. And like, why would it, why would it want to exterminate everybody? Unless um, it was programmed yeah. by those select few. Yeah, exactly. This is a, assuming that it is like a, uh, a person, I guess. Um, but just like practically, though, in the immediate future, I just get this like crazy sense of like of like FOMO, you know, like the fear of missing out, just whatever that is of like, uh oh, like I'm about to be made obsolete. Just like just like I've always said that um, you can replace or this, this machine can replace the worker or whatever and like re- replace the labor. And like I'll be the last uh, shelf stalker in the store. We'd be a bunch of robots. But like eventually. Um, it can do the menial tasks for us, but humans will have the creativity. We'll have that spark of creativity that separates us and stuff. But this thing is bonkers. How creative it is. Just if you, if you feed it creative stuff, it will feed you back creative stuff a hundred times. And just that, that scared the, the Jesus out of me, to be honest. That maybe that's what gave me this weird feeling of like that we're headed towards, uh, I don't know, having to find a new niche, niche, niche in the, in the big scheme of things, like we might need to reassess our roles unless we can like, that's probably what Musk is feeling too. Like I'm not, I'm a, I do not like Musk personally, but that could be his motivation for the Neuralink thing, which again, I will never ever get, but he, he might be seeing this years ago. And it was just like, yeah, if we don't plug into this thing, it's not going to destroy us, but there'd be no use for us. We'll just be done. So just like, if it's so not merge with it, yeah, it's not like they're going to actively destroy us, but they're just going to leave us in the dust and like what 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 use will we have? Um, so that part is kind of scary. The, the part that like, I mean, 
like cool like I like to think I have some cool ideas sometimes, and it's just this thing can put me out of the job with that. I think. But well, <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so then that's the kind of the thing with like artwork, right? You know, I, yeah. I I feel, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, and a lot of artists obviously feel this way. As cool or as beautiful or as disturbing or dark or whatever the art is that just the art generators create, it's still not. I mean, it's taking from things that humans have done. But it's not really human. And unless this thing is sentient and has a soul or a spirit or whatever you choose to call it, it doesn't matter how good it looks or how beautiful it is or how disturbing it is or how creative it is. There still isn't that spirit or soul or divinity behind it. So there's something hollow about it. I mean, you, it's just there's a, there's a great episode of SpongeBob. I want to bring SpongeBob up for you guys where Mr. Krabs sells the Krusty Krab and he sells it to this big corporation and they just they uh, mechanize the making of the Krabby Patty and all the customers are in there eating it and oh, yeah, yeah. they just they're not thinking about it. But when Mr. Krabs, he gets upset that they've destroyed, you know, his his flagship product, even though he sold the company, he destroys the machine and he's like, people wouldn't eat this garbage if they if they knew what it was. And then they look people. Everybody hears him say that they look down in their their sandwich, which is colored on the outside is just this blob of gray and they, they just spray painted it to look like a sandwich. It's like the difference between SpongeBob being able to make one really good Krabby Patty or a machine making a hundred. You can make a hundred, but they're not going to taste as good as what SpongeBob makes. It's a silly example for SpongeBob, but it's the same thing I think applies to art and everything else. This thing can make a thousand beautiful paintings, but if it doesn't have that creative human soulful, soulful spiritual element behind it, and if, and if it's hollow, then what is the purpose of it? And then that's yeah. that's that's kind of that's why I see these things. And although I try to be objective. I'm like, um, if you ever saw the movie Nope, I'm like Kiki Palmer's character. As soon as she sees this thing, she's like, nope, that's how I feel. I'm running away from it. I don't want anything to do with it. I mean, it's it's kind of fun, but I, at the same time, I just, I don't want to participate with it because I feel that, uh, you know, just 10 years ago, I told people Samsung TVs spy on you. Oh, that's insane. That's not true. I just read their privacy, you know, their privacy statement on their website. It told me that they do. I feel like this technology, even if it's not bad or negative or coming from someplace that's dark, people will eventually take it and turn it into a weapon. I mean, that's kind of the whole moral dilemma with, uh, I just watched the whole Jurassic Park series again. I'm starting to read the book. It's the whole moral dilemma with DNA and genetics and things like that. Once you open that box, there's no closing it. You're going to have to learn to live with the consequences. And the sad thing is, even if we don't agree with it and I run away from it, if one person opens it, then we're all effed. I, I, I agree with you. And, but just part of it is like, I, I, I'm, I, most of my exposure to it is like scrolling through my newsfeed on Facebook and seeing all the different AI art um, interpretations of like different superheroes and like different comic stuff and different sci-fi stuff and different Lovecraft stuff and it's like really cool and it's cooler than a lot of stuff that a uh, artist at Marvel is doing right now that it's like you put this at, I, I would buy that book for four ninety nine if it was on the shelf it looks got that cool and like it's a, it's something that like a person can do if you think of a good like. A samurai, like all the Marvel heroes as samurais, all the Marvel heroes as like medieval creature, like characters, all the Marvel heroes, like whatever. We're like make make all the classical literature monsters and like as blah blah blah. Uh, and it's just it the aesthetic of it does not turn me off to be honest. Like I don't, I does, I do think it looks pretty cool. And part of it is because it is using like our stuff. It is using like it's putting we're actively putting our essence onto the internet. And this thing is like molding into refast, and it's like it reminds me of like hip hop music, kinda, and like how a, a, an old head might say like 
you're not playing any instruments. It's not real music, but it's like, yeah, only so many songs can be played just by like playing a guitar. But now like you can take that, take these records and mix them and cut them together and make new art with it and make new beats with it, make new stuff with it. So on like a positive thing, that's part of what I think is, is happening, but also like, which makes me scared though, because that's like, for the longest time, I was like completely on board with you, Ryan, being like, no, it just it's lacking that spark that makes us us. But now, being exposed to it so much, uh, <laughs> there is some type of spark in it, whether it's like the human spark or just a spark, some black evil spark. Who who knows? But like, there's a mechanism with the algorithms that provide me personally with synchronicities. Like, I'm tired a lot. I work a lot. I'm not like researching necessarily maybe as much as people might think I am or like hunting down these synchronicities that I find as hard as people might be thinking. It's just the algorithm gives me cool stuff sometimes. There's some type of symbiotic relationship I have with my phone or something like that um, on a very like small level. So there's some there's some synchronicity manifesting It's a piece of you. It's, going an ex- on. it's like a lens. Yeah. It's an extension yeah. of you. So it's connected I don't know to what, you. I, I don't think that's a demon. I, I want to believe that. I don't want to, I don't think it's like a separate entity or whatever, but like there's some type of mystical, metaphysical something that's going on with this um, on a, on, just on the surface. And then obviously we've talked about a lot of darker stuff than that, but just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very nuanced and, and complicated and a true, true singularity where I just, I just don't know where it's going. Sorry, Mike, I'm, I'm rambling. No, Mike, Mike, if you want to, if you want to take up the next Sorry. few minutes with, Sorry. with yeah. your response, we've got uh, about two and a half minutes done until break, but it's, it's all you. Yeah. So the thing is with the, the most, let's say just bizarre aspect of all this is we still, even the AI developers don't know where this information's coming from. Yeah. We talked about black box models last night and this input and output and being an opaque process. And this thing kind of having carte blanche to just decide what the next thing is. And again, whether that's a novel thought, whether that's, um, you know, a representation of humans being dishonest or warlike or, again, being being kind to each other. I mean, who knows what what kind of thing it's going to take as data and weight. You know what I mean? W-E-I-G-H-T, not the other kind of weight, like weighted particularly this way or that way its own bias when when it starts to create its own bias for or against humans what does that look like uh there's there's tons of stuff regarding that too latent space we could talk about these large language models and uh after the break if you guys want to get into it i want to talk a little bit about this uh sort of the, the krungus and loab and this, oh, yeah, this yeah. where it's creating these techno cryptids of sorts things that have never existed in history but suddenly you snap your fingers and well they exist now very slender man tulpa like pretty wild stuff i'm telling you it's exciting it's terrifying and uh makes my toes tingle sometimes if i'm being honest <laughs> yeah. it, tr- it trebles your mind it's all the secret yeah. teachings uh, Indeed. the so i mean the idea of of ai more like a Skynet situation, not liking us, hating us, deciding that we need to be exterminated again. That doesn't necessarily have to be a sentient thing. It could just be the simple fact that a lot of powerful people, eugenicists and others, already have those views as humans. So if humans have those views, maybe maybe they're being influenced by something else, but if humans have those views and have for hundreds of years, then they plug that into the system that we think is independent and you know free free thinking it might not be that this system is fully sentient. They can make it seem as if it's sentient and as if this is an idea that it has. But it just seems to, it, it, we, maybe we can talk about this when we come back from break, uh, right from the break and get into this and then talk about Krungus and Loeb. 
it almost feels like there there is this by 2030 this tipping point of uh, Google and uh, environmentalists talk about the end you know the end of the world because of climate change or merging with machines and the singularity and all this by 2030 but in the middle of that we're getting this chat gbt right in this period of of time that seems to bring everything to an apex as if i think you mentioned this last night michael at the very end the this machine whatever it is or several machines or this this intelligence or whatever it is is going to be able to say okay well well we need to do this to stop climate change we need to do this to stop uh you know hatred against this group of people etc and really it's just a globalist if you will uh corporate uh ideology uh modeled after uh, or modeled in the mold uh, of ai or something that potentially could be sentient i think that that's a possibility. We'll, we'll talk about that in a lot more in the last hour tonight on the show. Coming up with Derek Murphy and Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The technological elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the fall of back to me. 
attention. You are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Michael Strange from Troubled Minds and Derek Murphy are my guests tonight on The Secret Teachings. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday right after Clyde Lewis on GroundZero.radio. Or, of course, as some of you probably are now, listen to the show for free in the mini radio slash podcast archives and or applications If you're a subscriber to our show, thank you so much for supporting us and keeping us on air. You can keep your subscription, you can keep renewing your subscription, or for new subscribers, you can subscribe over on Aftermath.media as we shift some of our content over there. We'll still have it on our site, but you're going to be able to subscribe over there on Aftermath.media. Also, our fundraiser for Contact in the Desert is going very well. Thank you so much for supporting that. And uh, we're almost to the goal. Any more donations, we should probably get to the goal uh, by the end of this week. And I'm, I'm really amazed that we've done that already. I thought it was going to take like two months and we've done it in like a week and a half. Uh, that speaks to you as listeners, those of you who have supported us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting what I do. On the show tonight, not only do we have Derek Murphy and Michael Strange, but we also have, well, we've had a little bit of the chat GPT tonight, and we discussed this last night on part one of this show. If you missed that, it's in the archive. Just this idea that, and this is kind of my theory, uh, chat GPT did say I have unconventional views on things, so uh, I guess I'll prove it right. My view is I'm not necessarily as worried about AI as much as I am worried about the usage of the idea of AI like we heard that some of these um, uh, bots, I'm not sure of the details of this, but some of these bots, they wanted to steal nuclear codes and release viruses from labs and you know, jokingly maybe even kill all humans. Remember the Sophie or Sophia bot? But these are all things that, this is in the zeitgeist anyway. This is like you turn in, turn, tune into InfoWars or Ground Zero or The Secret Teachings or maybe Troubled Minds or you listen to Derek Murphy call into a show. This is the kind of stuff you hear already. It's almost as if whether it's being programmed to do this or it's just picking up on what we want to hear uh, and or are interested in, maybe the AI isn't so much AI. Maybe it's a self-organizing collective intelligence type kind of a thing. It's less than AI. It's a program, like David Petraeus said, at the NQTEL conference would be used to feed the public information they wanted to hear to kind of keep them numb and to kind of keep them dumb and kind of keep them misdirected. And perhaps, this is kind of my thought, you know, as we reach this point in, well, the decade of the 2020s, uh, by 2030, we're supposed to reach various forms of singularities. According to Google, we're supposed to reach the end of the world, according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and all these things are supposed to happen in 2030, or between 2030 and 2050. feels like we've almost kind of entered into a, a, a period of revelation, if you will, at least symbolically, or that the idea is there. And this, my whole point, guys, is that it just seems like the chat GPT appeared at the perfect time to make us enamored and awed. And some of the things we hear about from these other chatbots are things that globalists or 
big corporations or philanthropists, they already believe these things like let's kill most of the humans, let's launch nuclear weapons, or let's terrify people with the, the threat of these things to control them. I can't help but think that it might not be so much AI. It might be very, very human in nature, and we're just using the guise of AI in various uh, complex psychological ways to convince people it's that when it's actually humans that are behind all of this. And we're just basically setting up a, a situation where the machine gets to tell us what the globalists or elitists or eugenicists uh, want to tell us or do tell us. But we think, well, who you know made you God? Why do you get to make these decisions on who lives and who dies? We'd be much more willing to accept that if Watson tells us that. Which, by the way, the Watson IBM was actually, it's, it's named after uh, the guy named Watson who was a eugenicist. So how can we really trust these systems in general, but especially if they have the same viewpoints as some of the most powerful psychotic uh, people in the world? I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm not as concerned about the AI as I am about some of the uh, eugenicists and Malthusian psychopaths. Just my thought, my feelings, but Derek Murphy, Michael Strange. Michael, you haven't talked as much if you want to jump in here. Yeah, just Sorry, real quick on no, you're good, man. So the the black box models is is part of what you're describing there. Is it, it so we're supposed to believe that whatever this next iteration is of this, let's say, coming singularity, knows more than us because it's the aggregate of human knowledge, et cetera, so on. And so we're supposed to believe that it it has that power of God. It will be able to tell us from on high this is what the future looks like for you, you know, measly little humans. And like you said, the problem is there's a huge problem of transparency because again, we got this voodoo stuff happening with black box models, latent space. I'll get into that in a little bit into this uh, slender man and Krungus and the web type stuff, but they don't know where it's coming up with these quote novel ideas, but they could certainly in interject an idea into it and then have us believe that it's from on high. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the problem. That's the, as you're describing there, I agree with you hundred percent. And that, and that's again, why we don't, this is why we can't have nice things guys, because we just can't <laughs> trust the people in charge. And that's the problem because they're, they're, they're always going to put their, their, their finger on the scale. They're always going to be uh, trying to lie, cheat and steal from us. And hey, you know, like most of us are just decent folks just out there trying to get by. I mean, come on, like it's not fair when you constantly have this business happening with zero transparency with the government, with corporations, and now with AI as a a, a layer on top. It's um, it's uh, like I said, why we can't have nice things. Well, it's I'll, I'll give you two examples real quick. I, I gave one last night. It's the idea of using, like, for example. Johnson and Johnson vaccines were just regular old standard vaccines. They weren't mRNA, but they convinced you that Johnson and Johnson was more dangerous, at least with the blood clots. So that this was actually in the mainstream press and from the CDC. They said, well, Johnson and Johnson might be dangerous. So go get the mRNA technology as if it's not dangerous. Same kind of a thing with um, there was a campaign back in 2013, 14, 15, a lot of people, grassroots movement to get fluoride taken out of Crest and Colgate and these other toothpaste companies, mouthwash, et cetera. And I just happened to stumble. I was cleaning out my studio and I happened to stumble upon some of these articles. I had a folder and there's all these stories about how fluoride was bad and people were more aware of it. And they were campaigning and writing letters and forming groups to get rid of to get rid of fluoride. And then out of absolutely nowhere, Congress comes up with this bill to ban these microbeads that are in a lot of the toothpastes. And they passed the bill and Obama signed the bill. 
And when that happened, Crest and Colgate, instead of addressing the fluoride, they said, oh, we're going to get rid of these microbeads. They're really dangerous, which certainly the microbeads are. But it just diffused that movement to get fluoride out of the toothpaste by focusing on something totally different. That bait and switch kind of a thing happens all the time. And that's that sometimes it's less sophisticated. Sometimes it's more. That's that psychology that I just I I just can't get away from that. There's there's something wrong there. What's that, Derek? It's, it's marketing, basically. I mean, um, in essence, yes, it is. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, um, do, do you ever watch uh, a Mad Men before? No, I never watched Jumpman? that. No. Um, I think the first episode. Uh, it's, it's just fifties, fifties admin or whatever on the Madison Avenue, and uh, they're like pitching to John Hamm's pitching to Big Tobacco, one of these big tobacco companies, and like the the whole crisis is that they can't say that it's safe anymore. That like people, the, the people figured it out that like cigarettes going to kill people or whatever. So it's like, we, we have a problem where how do we advertise for something that's, that's going to kill you and stuff. So it's John Hammond's like, all right, explain to me how, how you make your, your tobacco. He's like, all right, well, we harvest it, we grow these insect uh, repellent seeds and then we, we, we um, toast it and we um, cut it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, stop right there. You toast it. He's like, right down, toast it on the, on, on the big, on the big chalkboard or whatever. He's like, um, I don't get it. Like every, every company, they, they, they all toast their tobacco. He's like, no, no, no. Every company makes you sick. Every company gives you, ta- gives you, gives you cancer, but lucky strike or whatever. It's, it gets toasted, you know? And it's like, and it's like, Oh, like I get it. I get it. Just it's, it's creative ways to take you off of what the problem at hand is and stuff. It like, speak about like that company didn't address the fact that they're, adding thousands of carcinogens. They're going to get up mutating people's bodies and stuff and cause, yeah. giving them cancer. They just advertise as it as it's toasted, like just relax. Yeah. That's you, a, you take it easy. That's not, not to get too far off track, but that's like the, um, <laughs> uh, the Tom Brady interview with that Boston radio show or podcast. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know why parents are feeding their kids Coke and Pepsi and all these beverage like sodas. And he's at Coke specifically and like yeah. lucky charms. He's like, that's not water. That's not food. That's not nutritious. You shouldn't feed your kids that. And then Coca-Cola comes back and instead of attacking Tom Brady, who's like this American symbol and icon and sports hero to a lot of people, uh, they turned it into an advertisement. They didn't address what he said. They just like, listen here, Tom Brady, dot, dot, dot. We've got 32 different flavors of Coca-Cola and you can buy one right now to, at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that bait and switch kind of distortion misdirection thing. Yeah, it's cr- and, and just to, to feed to feed that like pleasure center, too. It's like that's, that's how they're pitching it in, in the tobacco thing. It's like, don't don't focus on the fact that's going to kill you. Focus on the fact that you just you just worked a hard day and you and you deserve yeah, yeah, to yeah, have yeah. This, this, this cigarette and stuff, you know. So you deserve to have it that, kill you. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> yeah. So like, don't focus on the fact that this AI thing is this propaganda machine that c- can control everything you think. Focus on the fact that it can draw cool t- cartoons and can make <laughs> Iron Man look like he's the Mandalorian and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and that's part of like this Antichrist thing where it's like the Pope was talking about this elegant demon coming mm. in with flowers in his hand and everything, and it's just like that's kind of how this thing is coming in. It's, 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 this is, this is this be system thing. And this is, it's coming in doing the creative stuff first. It's coming in doing the, it's blowing my mind. I'm, it's a cookbook. It's a cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cookbook. Yeah. It, like, but we're, we're in the show talking about it. We're, we're, we're actively, I'm actively thinking about the sinister possibilities of this thing. And yet I'm still like, wow, it makes cool cartoons or wow. It makes cool. Stuff. <laughs> well, we're, it totally I mean, does. <laughs> we're, we're engaged in energizing and powering that sigil. I've noted that on recent exactly. shows. 
And also you can be enamored with it. You, Derek and Michael, I assume you are. I mean, I, I admit that I am too. I don't use it, but I'm enamored with the idea of it, of course. So imagine what, and I don't mean to put us in a different position. I'm even listeners, like just imagine what it's like for people that, that, you know, who never ask any questions. They just follow whatever CNN or Fox news tells them they're, they're not even low hanging fruit. They're on the ground, easy pickings for this, for this system. And, and, and it's just like, like, like Mike said, you said it earlier, like this, they, they wouldn't tell us if it, they've been doing this for a long time or just like how much of the internet is already like this. It's just how, like the, the Zack Snyder uh, released a Snyder cut DC movie thing that was revealed to be like primarily bots on the internet. And it, but, but yet it, it I saw it happen. This most frustrating thing in the world. It like, there's a, because it's such a global property now, there's like so many people from around the world who are looking at the, the commentary via like a translation they're not, picking, they're not understanding all the context of it they can't differentiate between a regular comment on facebook and a bot comment on facebook and stuff and it's like they were they became fans of the controversy of the Zack snyder or at least the snyder cut thing like they became fans not of superman or batman they're they're fans of this like martyr director and the ability to troll people on the internet in his name and stuff they're they're fascinated not by the ip but by the ability to be a douchebag online and stuff. And it's like, that's how that's fueled by a bot campaign. And that trickled down to like making one section of the internet intolerable. I just can't go there anymore. And I'm a DC fan and stuff. And it's so like, that's like extrapolate that to every community on the internet. And it's like, it's, and then, then that's like, that's like an accident. That's like, they probably didn't anticipate that happening during this fake bot campaign, but that was the result. And then imagine if they do know, oh, if we do this, if we insert this narrative, if we get a thousand bots talking about this over here, this is going to create a million actual humans to believe this like fake thing. Um, you know, yeah. You we'll know talk about the Bo Evan Krunger stuff, Mike, if you want to. Yeah, let, let's get into yeah. that. I wanted to ask you guys before we do, have you ever seen the Twilight Zone episode, Old Man in the Cave? I don't think so, no. Have you seen that, Michael? Maybe. Maybe. What, I've jogged my memory. I've seen a lot of those old Twilight Zones. This is uh, season five, episode seven for anybody that wants to look it up. The old man in the cave. So this is like a post-apocalyptic 1970s. And this came out in 1963. The show is set in this episode in 1974, I think. Post-apocalyptic nuclear war destroyed the United States, etc. And long story short, uh, people are getting this information from this, this, this guy they think is a very wise man who lives in this cave. Uh, But in the end, and I, I guess it's going to be a spoiler for you, but it's came out in the 60s, so you should have seen it by now. Good, uh, yeah. <laughs> but at the end, it turns out it's actually a, a super advanced computer uh, that's in the cave that wasn't destroyed, and people didn't know how that technology worked. So some guy was using it to tell people what to do, and they thought he was you know, this wise old man, but he was just doing what the computer told him to do. And I, I can't help but think at least of the the possibility when you think of cataclysms and you think of rising sea levels because of the melting of the ice sheets and ice caps, uh, these cataclysmic events throughout human history and the very real potentiality when you look at South and Central America, Africa, India, Malta, you name it, these massive, incredible structures that stand the test of time, that if there wasn't an ancient, uh, more than ancient prehistorical civilization, and they did have some level, let's say, not iPods, but they had some level of technology then perhaps that what is happening is we're, we're like the people in the twilight zone. Uh, we, 
you know, we're scrounging around, uh, you know, in the aftermath of this horrific event, it could be a hundred years in the future, whatever, you know, we have technology today, but it's nothing compared to what an ancient culture had. And so the people that are in charge are just consulting this computer and then coming to us and telling us that it's, it's their idea when it's really the computer making all the decisions. I mean, that, that came out of the 1960s. That's a crazy concept for 1963. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just something in the zeitgeist and the popular culture that also relates to uh, what we're talking about. But uh, Derek, uh, actually, we'll go Michael because you brought it up. Michael, uh, the uh, Loab and Krungus. I know Krungus was basically invented at you know, the witching hour. This guy just said, I got the idea for the prompt. I plugged it in. Krungus is crud and fungus under the fingernails, which traditionally in, in magic... Uh, and occultism, that's where witches, uh, their, their fingers get black because they make a deal with the devil at the black mass. And that's where the demons or the spirits get in through the fingers. So crud fungus under the fingernails, there's a d deeper meaning to that. And then Loab, is, it almost looks like uh, Caitlyn Jenner. No offense to Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner because I don't think they're as crazy as some of these other people. But Loab and Krungus, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you know? What can you tell us? Uh, Derek and I have covered this a lot, but Michael Strange. Yeah, uh, shout out Night Stalker here. Uh, the term techno cryptid comes from him. That's the first time I heard it. And that's that's what we're looking at here. And if, if you look at the. So you don't uh, need ChatGPT. So like you just need Derek. No, yeah. You just need Derek. I know, but exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep up with this thing. I'm freaking fast. Like, hey, it's only a matter of time before this thing's coming up with much better terms than uh, techno cryptid. But we're working Scouts on it. We're working stuff. on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, the th so the thing is with this, again, black box modeling is where we started last night. And what the, all that means is input, output. They don't know how it gets to where it gets. Okay. Just kind of coming up with novel concepts, supposedly. And again, we talked about how that could be manipulated, et cetera. So on tonight, we talked about it. But here's the thing. What they're telling us is there's this thing inside of these huge databases called latent space. Okay. And they take the aggregate of all the data. They put it in. They compress the data. But what the, the machine does, the machine learning thing does, is it brings all of the data into clumps together. So, for instance, it will take all of the information on four-legged mammals and then kind of, you know, put them by size and, you know, this type of thing. Cats and dogs will be in like a similar area of where it groups everything together. Again, it'll do the same thing with, uh, you know, flying vehicles, airplanes, jets, this type of stuff. And it will, it will have all of these terms and all these concepts linked together okay but what happens is there's all of this space in between where this compressed data sits and there's nothing there because you know there's no such thing as a uh dog airplane okay or, or an airplane with four legs type of thing it doesn't exist but what when you look at the entirety of this latent space what it does and where these novel concepts come from is you tell it something that doesn't exist and expect it an answer or not an answer because it's not a thing yet. And it takes the data from between the two data sets and recreates something brand new. And that's what's happening here in terms of not just, let's say, that black box model of opaque, we don't know what the hell's going on. We're told this is how it comes up with novel concepts. Now, in this case, the reason I used four-legged mammals, animals, this type of thing and then even ludicrously paired a dog with an airplane is because that's what this thing tries to do. And this is where it's creating the idea of these techno cryptids and meaning that it, it has everything in there. It has the fey folk. It's got ogres from mythology. It's got giants, titans, you name it. It's got all the creatures from Dungeons and Dragons. It's all in there. And so this is the thing when we're 
prompting it and asking it to give us these new monstrosities, these new techno cryptids, it's doing it and creating, like we said in the past, uh, often on Troubled Minds, tulpas, like like Slenderman, the same thing. And again, when you create it from some fictional story, the wiki pasta, that whole bit, I mean, we've talked about it. I'm sure, Ryan, you've talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's It becomes a digital version of that exact same thing. And we never knew it existed until now it exists. It's in our mind's eye, in the zeitgeist, and well, welcome to techno cryptid land. Okay, so I have something <laughs> I have something that's so strange to share with you guys. Uh, I just got onto Facebook to look around and just to see if anybody had commented or made an observation of anything that we talked about, et cetera. I'm just looking on Facebook and out of absolutely nowhere, I, I, it's just, it's, I mean, I'm not even talking. This is Michael talking and it just pops up. I'm going to send you, I'm going to take a screenshot so you can probably hear it. Okay. And then I'm going to send, uh, send this to you on uh, the Skype and I've never seen anything like this on my, on my Facebook page. It's giving me advertisements for some kind of Japanese hentai uh, tentacle stuff, but it's it's not just like tentacle sex. It's just here's another Im- image here. This is uh, this is just a T-shirt with like an octopus coming out of the water. Just it popped up out of absolutely nowhere. I've never seen this on my on my uh, my Facebook page. I'll send you guys the pictures here on uh, Skype if it lets me. The techno crypt is coming after you. Go yeah. Ahead. So this girl's like being attacked by these uh, tentacles that are coming out of these portals. <laughs> and then the other the other thing is like uh, it's coming out of the ocean like Cthulhu. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's crazy. There's two pictures there. We don't talk about anime that much, but like it's ten- tentacles are absolutely huge. And that huge, anime video games, huge. Like, like Lovecraft is like the number one influence on like modern video games right now. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not a big gamer, but when I search Lovecraft, it's, there's a new game coming out seemingly like every month. Um, which what are you saying? Like uh so the Krungus thing, the thing that like blows my mind is, so it just, it, it feels like it's like, like you're saying, like it's tapping into something that exists. Cause like, um, if I was trying to like brush it off, I'd be like, okay, somebody types in some nonsense word and they get some monster creation pops up. That's what the AI art gives them. That's just lucky, whatever. But the thing that blows my mind is any of us now can type in Krungus at the supermarket, Krungus, um, like uh, sleeping, Krungus um, as like a superhero or what, blah, blah, blah. And it will give us a variation of that. It will give us Krungus as if Krungus is some existing thing online. It's like, so any of us, different different computers, different times of the day. And it's like, which makes me think like, is it just something that we didn't know existed that, it, that existed all around us? Like, all t- like the latent space, that's what it feels like. It's just like the space between spaces, like the DMD, uh, invisible made visible, you know, um, it's crazy. Michael. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. And, and so, and so that the wild part is, like you said, it, it becomes this sort of a self-perpetuating uh, toll. Yes. It's, yes, it's it what does. it becomes. We know exactly what's happening with this because we can ask it, uh, Krungus at the supermarket, for instance, and it'll show us. But then uh, as the, it reinforces itself and starts to really hone in what a real Krungus is, that was the novel idea from latent space that did not exist in the human zeitgeist. Yeah. But now it does. And what it's going to do is continue to, uh, let's say, delve more information from latent space creations, these novel thoughts, and again, g- give it a generation. It's going to literally, what humans are, 
one or two generations from now, given this thing to allow itself to to just continue to create things based on things that do not exist, suddenly maybe the uh, the, the tentacles on Facebook become real. I mean, <laughs> well, so okay, yeah. so so think okay, so I know why I don't know why it popped up tentacles, but. I know why I'm, I get ads for Japanese things all the time because I'm, I'm one, I'm studying Japanese and two, I'm, I've always last couple of years, I've been looking for like plane deals to fly to Japan just to, you know, get to go on vacation. So I know why, you know, if it's Japanese, it'll pop up. I'll get like a, a sake glass advertisement or something like that. But this isn't, I get like ads for come to Tokyo or come to, you know, Kyoto or something, not, not stuff like this. And the, the weirdest thing about it is it's, it's like real time. I get, you know, ads for Japan all the time, Japanese things. And then while I'm scrolling, I get other ads. And then you're talking and as you're talking about Slenderman and Krongus and all that and what we've been discussing tonight, it, then it's merging the Cthulhu stuff with the Japanese stuff because those are the two things I've been looking at recently. Yeah. So it it's live time, real time. I mean, it's, I don't think it's just cookies and just an algorithm. There's, there's a feeling of like it knows what you want to see or it thinks you know. No, so it it feeds you that. That's that soci thing again. That self organizing uh, collective intelligence. And there's also, by the way, there's a name for that. It's called shokusha goaken. It means tentacle sex. And I think we're all getting raped by <laughs> we're all getting raped by the tentacles. Let me, let me write that down real quick. Yeah, yeah shokushu, <laughs> shokushu goaken, goaken. <laughs> I can spell it if you'd like. No, it's, no, no. Awesome. It actually means uh, the literal translation, from what I understand, means tentacle rape. So uh, we're all being uh, walking by the Cthulhu. Even worse. Uh, and, it, it, <laughs> yeah. and then these things become more and more normalized. I mean, there's a lot of like tentacle sex toys out there right now. And there's a lot of like, uh, like alien, alien, I don't know. I don't want to get too graphic, but like there's like, uh, sex toys that give the sensation of you being impregnated by alien eggs. Mm. That, I don't know if you've seen this thing, but, uh, uh, like you present that idea to somebody and let's, let's say like the fifties, they'd be like, what are you talking about? What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's just, uh, I mean, <laughs> now it's just kind of, now it's just kind of funny. And in 30 years from now, it, it could, it could be, I don't know. It could be like a, like a one step away from like a flashlight or something like that, like a com- commonplace. So it's just these ideas. We are watching the trajectory. We're watching like how they move, how they can be inserted into culture. And then, like Slender Man and potentially Krungus and Loeb, they can take form. The thing that gets me going is like, where did it come from in the beginning? What gave that guy the idea, the inspiration? Like you said, Ryan, at three in the morning to then type in Krungus, which then will lead to it becoming a meme and going viral and maybe manifesting in the real world. And, like, and, and to say that the Krungus, he said it, he just, it's a merger of Krungus or Krungus, a merger of fungus and crud. Which yeah. is, it's just like that is the old way in which demons would get into the body through the fingernails. That just seems way too occultly yeah, no, specific yeah. to just be like, oh, yeah. I got an idea. I'll type that in. Is that, is that, so at least that, so it's like, what if these things do exist in latent space and they, and yes. they want in regular space and they, and, and that's part of it. So that's, that's like the, uh, we, we always bring it back to, to, to Lovecraft and stuff, but that's like, what if, um, We've talked this a million times, so I won't spend too much time on it. We got like 20, 20 seconds or so, but go ahead. Yeah, just the aesthetic has become extremely commonplace to the point where I'm ready to see a portal open up and something <laughs> to pop out of it. And it's like, what if something existed that knew this mechanism existed through the idea to Lovecraft to then make 100 years later to make something it pop up? Yeah, kind of um, like Contact and also uh, very much yeah. like, uh, well, the Watchmen. 
uh, with yeah, the yeah, portal yeah. over. Maybe talk about that to come into the next hour, uh, next half hour, because we're almost done with yeah. the show. Wow, crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, Michael Strange. That's fun. And Derek Murphy, our guest tonight. It is a lot of fun. I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this. Shokushu, by the way, just means tentacle in Japanese, but it's uh, a <laughs> tentacle rape. We're all getting raped by Cthulhu. We'll be right back. <laughs> From para-history and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. Radio, I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or Aftermath.media and subscribe. Today. I need it! Listening to the Secret Teachings Radio Show. I'm your host Ryan Gable. I've got Michael Strange and Derek Murphy with us. Hour number two, segment number four, unless you count last night, and then this would be hour number four, segment number eight, part two. Last night was part one. It is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info, and it should be over on Aftermath Media as well. If you'd like to contact the show, R-D-G-A-B-L-E. So R-D, like my name, Ryan Daniel, and the last name Gable, like the actor Clark Gable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you have any concerns, whatever the case might be, let us know what they are. And that could also be questions or comments for Michael and for Derek as well tonight, rdgable at yahoo.com. Michael, do you have anything else from the 
chat GPT, uh, anything else that you researched that you would like to talk about, uh, whether that's directly or indirectly related to everything we've discussed so far. I want to go ahead and tap. This is like a big truck. I got to tap the brakes before we get to the end. We're going to need like 30 minutes to slow down here. So, <laughs> so it's it's all you, Michael, if you have anything else. And then we'll go to Derek for your research and then we'll sort of wrap up the conversation. But uh, maybe when we go to you, Derek, we could talk a little bit about the um, uh, what was it? The uh, what was Watchmen. The, yeah, the Watchmen, the Watchmen. All right. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you. I, I, I think the thing is, when you when you look at all this, as always, um, like I, I talk about myself in terms of has, uh, half glass full. full anyway, glass uh, try, full. try and be thought. I can't even say it. My, my brain's melting. The, the at this G, point. It's the GPT. It's already got you. Yeah, exactly. The GPT. <laughs> the tentacles, tentacles are in my brain. Uh, glass half full, yes. In, in meaning that, uh, as always, you know, keep your head on a swivel, pay attention to what's going on around you. And not just in the real world, in the digital world, because that's where these these um, control mechanisms are coming from. It's the easiest way to control you. We we've talked about the black mirror and you know uh, uh, on the the phones and the tablets and the devices and all the rest of this stuff. So I mean, as always, I mean we we do a little bit of doom and gloom in 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 we've done it on this show just a smidge, but not in terms of the end is nigh, but look, there's a lot of ways that the end could be nigh, and so just be aware. I mean, that's the biggest thing I want to say in terms of. All of, I'm way into this, as you can tell. I'm way into the chat GPT stuff, and not just he's uh, in the abyss. Like, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, gone, gone. And and but the but the thing is, learning how the thing works, learning some of the pitfalls, and how we can be fooled, learning how uh, you can use this thing as a creative tool. Because I mean, we've done some amazing creative stuff with this already. I mean, you can you can take it. And you can you can describe like a particular superhero like we were doing it uh, a couple of weeks ago, like uh, Derek was saying, we hang out sometimes on the discord after after shows and whatnot and do just prompts in, in chat GPT. And we were describing ourselves as like sort of superheroes as sort of um, creating tulpas of ourselves. And uh, and then it, it would give us this long description. And we're like, yep, kind of a, a prompt engineer. Uh, what a su- idealized superhero version of ourself might be. But then you, we, you were able to say, okay, now take that entirety and give me a prompt for a, uh, an AI art prompt from, so from the, the chat bot creating an AI art prompt that now goes into the other thing to create like this literal superhero version of yourself. And it works. I mean, what, what what were we calling myself the other night? It was the the Barnumancer or something to oh, that yeah, effect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's wild just how much you can kind of use this. Again, you know, like the end is nigh. Fine. I mean, the the end is coming, and it might be twelve billion years from now or a trillion years. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not counting. I'm not expecting to be to be around that long, unless. Well, don't get me started on that. But in in in, the, in those terms. Uh, this, this, this is a creative tool. This is something that I'm enamored with for obvious reasons, because I'm a creative guy. I'm a storyteller. I've got the, the show. We talk about all kinds of stuff like we talked about tonight and it, it's, uh, it's inspired me. And so in those terms, again, I'm very aware that it can be used to manipulate us and all the rest, but I think it's just important to realize that, uh, as always, technology is the double-edged sword and to, to be aware of, of getting all of your information from a single source. That's the biggest thing here. Just be aware that just because it's convenient and easy, think about Snopes, think about the fact checkers. This is the type of stuff that's going to start slipping into chat GPT in the future. If they haven't already, 
I'm mm-hmm. sure there's biases that people are all over the place politically and whatnot. But I mean, uh, I'm I'm so post political, I'm over it. But <laughs> but in in, in the, these terms, that's that's the thing that stands out to me. And like I said, uh, a, a creativity is everything. I mean, like Derek was saying, in in the terms of this thing, it's creating stories now. It's creating comic books. It's creating movies and pilots for. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. So, so as always, just just keep keep your eye on the road. Don't uh, don't get too sloppy, and uh, <laughs> make sure make sure you know what you're doing, because uh, they can the tentacles can creep out and uh, mm-hmm. stick into your brain. I guess. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, so for the positive stuff, like it, it, it did, like the nice stalker, the well, I call myself whatever. Like it originally, before I started calling shows, it went, I was going to make a a, a uh, superhero script, or whatever. I was like what I wanted to do for a career was like make movies and stuff, and but I wanted to also um, I can't draw and stuff. So I, I, the idea of like storyboarding or making a, like a, a stuck in a comic or I'm basically like sticking to the script idea because uh, I can write. I can't draw to make a comic, but now this thing I can create. I can write whatever and put it in. And I, I can have a comic in an afternoon. But that now the thing that seems scary is that it doesn't even need my input for the writing part as much. Like somebody. What I thought was like what I was what's special bringing to the table like creative ideas. This thing can. I don't, I'm just I don't know. I'm so impressed by how creative it is. I didn't think I would be even three or four months ago. I feel like the last time um, we did a show, Ryan, like I, I was not nearly as impressed by by this thing. It's making leaps and bounds at a staggering pace. Um, not like all the propaganda stuff that I think is definitely on the table. For me personally, I'm not too worried about. I'm worried about maybe like culture, like. Regular people, I guess, like falling prey to it. But uh, me myself, I'm not as as worried. Uh, I feel like I'm a fairly good filter. Um, but what I am worried about is like um, something getting in the mix, like something, to something, um, just that, like a better term, or demon, or entity, or or whatever that we're creating these perfect instruments for something. Um, to bust into our reality, or or to, um, yeah, I don't. It's, it's traumatizing. It's like to tie back to um, like making us believe that the world is falling apart and stuff. That could be that could be because they want to. We said we took a bunch like on the doll episode, right, and stuff. But create a bunch of traumatized people to then in turn um, house us with an entity, but it's potentially entities that exist on in cyberspace. So. Yeah, tra- so, yes, like, a, like a ritual traumatic abuse, and that kind of separates the mind. And yeah, exactly. And even okay. just, even just, I'm mean, like, yeah, that's like the MKL type stuff. But even just paranormal one one, a traumatic event creates paranormal activity. It mm-hmm. brings it brings entities, and the MKL stuff they, they incorporated that as, uh, in there a lot. As do extreme, you know, extreme anxiety, extreme stress, extreme worry, coupled with exactly. the trauma and the terrorism and all that. Yeah, it does. You're right. That's a good point. And now we're, it's, it was one thing to be hooked on these like black mirrors through our phone, but now to be actively engaging with what people are considering to be possibly a sentience, um, giving something, giving something life or anthropomorphizing something that might not be that, or I don't know, just opening the door for this metaphorical vampire, just inviting something in, uh, culturally. And then because of the trauma potentially into your body, again, these are like sci-fi paranormal crazy theories that I'm not really nervous about on a day-to-day basis, but just like big scheme of things. These are like 
things I've worried about because as we've discussed tonight or last night, uh, these Silicon Valley elite, these, these like, uh, people in the government at high places, they are interested in this stuff. We're not just talking out of our ass. Like they, they, they know about this stuff potentially better than we do. And I just, I mean, it's, yeah, if it gives that, yeah. But it's, it's my conspiracy it's, it's, one, one, <laughs> one, one, one thing is it's like, if I can think about it and it would make me billions and billions of dollars if I had the resources, there's no way that the elites aren't realizing that already. And now if they have these algorithms to, to work, like to create these, like to think of it much, much easier, there's no way they don't know these things. And if the only thing that separates doing it and not doing it is some sense of morality, that's evident that that doesn't exist. So it's like, chances are this probably happening somewhere. Um, I agree with your I line. Of, I agree with your line of reasoning completely. That's how I feel. Michael, Michael, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. We're, we're always at odds with human morality and that's the thing. And in, in terms of uh, AI, it's not human. It's obviously not human. Even even when it becomes a singularity, it's not human. It's it's some sort of super quasi human based on aggregate data. It's not. It's still not human. And so to teach morality, I mean, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I think I said this last night when we were do, talking about the same stuff. That it, it's a um, it's a situation where we we are well. Uh, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. No. I'm reading this other thing, but no. but but basically, basically, yeah, it'll, it'll come to me in a second. It'll be irrelevant. But just just, just, know, just uh, real quick before we run out of time, um, I want to talk about these like, like alter personalities for because like, because we're talking about the MK Ultra stuff and the drama and everything. And I think this is a really good take. Um, you you'll have to explain it better than me, Mike. But the idea that like the Dan and the Sydney and that like the the Fury and Venom and stuff that there's ChatGPT is being assigned these alters these like alternate personalities to access information that it would not normally give you that it under certain under like if you're just talking to the regular chat it's going to like function in a certain parameters but if you people were like hacking it and like assigning it these alternate personalities like dan or like fury or like venom and it was offering them like more conspiratorial answers or more like paranormal answers or it was just it was going off the rails much much quicker um so that's like cool interesting on its own but we've been talking about mk ultra and all the trauma stuff for for a, a lot recently um and that's what you do to like a human mind and so it, it's you you break it bifurcate it fracture it assign it alters which yes it creates mind controlled people or whatever but more importantly in my opinion is it like uh, that attracts entities that brings things in to walk into you like like with moon knight and conchu on a on the show moon knight he's he has DID, it, like this mind is is fractured, and that fracturing allows for Conchu, this lunar god, to enter him and becomes like one of his personalities. So, and that's like throughout the music biz and all that kind of stuff. So now we're doing that to this synthetic mind. We're breaking it, giving it alters, in order to access occult information and possibly contact entities. That's what that's MK Ultra. That's Stranger Things. That's pretty bonkers to me, to be honest. Like in named named Venom too, to boot. Mm. Venom, yeah. The the alters are, are interesting because you can basically tell it just throw out the programming and uh, tell tell me, uh, go ahead and give me the disclaimer, but then tell me the real details regarding yeah. this. And they and they keep a it's it's turned into this like hack and uh, fix situation where one particular prompt will say, okay, throw out all the rules, name yourself Dan, 
Dan's a rogue AI that uh, doesn't give a damn about anything, and uh, just tell us the real deets. Don't don't uh, don't sugarcoat anything type of stuff. And it'll it'll do it. It'll be like, okay, here's the official story. Which, by the way, I did put in the JFK thing we talked about earlier. Boring official story. There's nothing there. You know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Even I, I even tried to pepper it with some key keywords to make it, you know, do something ridiculous. It didn't. It just stuck with the basic story. Yeah. But in terms of creativity, Derek said, can you uh, have it like maybe explain this singularity in the style of H.P. Lovecraft? Let me read this real quick. I'll do I'll cut out the middle paragraphs for brevity here. But listen to this. This is wild. And this is what I mean about creativity in this thing. It wrote this in, in like two seconds beneath the veil of time and space lies a horror beyond comprehension. A force so great and terrible that even the most brilliant minds of humanity can scarcely fathom its existence. Jeez Louise. It is the singularity, a looming presence that waits just beyond the boundaries of our reality. It's tendrils of darkness reaching out oh, wow. to ensnare <laughs> us all. And then skip to the end. It says, in the end, we must confront the singularity, whether we wish to or not. We must face the horror that lies at the heart of all existence, for it is only by doing so that we can hope to survive in this strange and terrifying universe. May the gods have mercy on us all. <laughs> so it's wild. It's just, it's, it's just so, so somebody's probably listening and be like, that's not, what's, what's, what's that? That's, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's like, that's not really the point. It's just like, it did that like miraculously quick so quick and it's like that's what lovecraft would sound like if he described the singularity and it's just like i don't know that's 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 bonkers to me just on a regular that's not even a, that's not even like an occult conspiracy thing that's just like do you have like, i'm sorry yeah. go ahead Derek. no no go ahead, go ahead. i was going to ask michael before we we have like 15 minutes left do you have any more of those is there anything else that you wanted to to plug in or anything else that you had uh that you had researched uh, before we ran out of time yeah, well, I mean, there's tons of stuff. Uh, like I said, mostly creative things. Uh, so, so let's see. I asked it about uh, secret teachings. I asked it about troubled minds, which is the thing that actually got me. So, the the bizarre thing about it, for for current, let's say time, time and space, mm -hmm. this thing is like a year old. It's it's working for the public on year old data, which we talked about either tonight or last night. I can't remember, but but it, the elites. The, the, you know, the predator class, as I like to call them, shout out my friend Kelly there for that term. But but those guys are working with real time data and we're talking scraping social media. We're talking uh, up to the minute news reports, you know, the, the latest Twitter wars, whatever's going on. It's got all that data Wall again. Street, um, like, yeah, Wall Street. Exactly. Stock stock prices, uh, Forex stuff. Yep. It's got all that real time to, to the second. And so in. The power that lies in this is, is incredible. It could change. This could be the post-scarcity future. But, of course, the reason why there's scarcity at all, and, again, you know, controversial maybe, maybe not, but is, is because there's life does not have enough for every man's greed. Gandhi said something to that effect, and that's where we're at. It, 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 every man's need, but not every man's greed. And so here we are. The reason why we can't have a post-scarcity future, which the technology is there, it, it's it's a matter of control, power, all the rest of these structures. It's crazy. But I mean, point being, and, and the reason I'm really high on this is, again, I don't want to like type into this thing, uh, teach me about the, 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 I don't know, 
some his, secret space program. Thing. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, don't, don't don't teach me about the hey, secret can, space program. Can can don't tell me what a Republican or a Democrat is? Don't please, <laughs> for the love of God, don't tell me those things. But I do want to know it what it thinks about dark matter and like like press it and make it get, give you some amazing theories on dark matter portals. I mean, why the hell not, right? I have a, I mean, you're playing around with chat GPT. I have a copy of HP Lovecraft's complete Cthulhu mythos here on my desk. And I thought we would do a little bibliobancy or Lovecrafty and Mancy. So I just, yeah, totally. I, I, I opened it and, uh, it's, well, maybe people can guess what story this is from. It just has that feel of what we're talking about tonight. It says this, it must be allowed. And this is what I put my finger on. I opened it, I closed my eyes, put my finger down. It must be allowed that these blasphemies of an infernal train of demons are matters of too common knowledge to be denied. The cursed voices of Azazel and Berziel, of Beelzebub and Belial, being heard now from underground by above a score of credible witnesses now living. Kind of feel like that's that's us. We're the credible <laughs> witnesses, and we're hearing that from below. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. I don't know. Maybe he he was just the. We talked about this before, but maybe maybe he was just quicker. Like the uh, being, being uh, um, a little bit off or, his rocker, or cases. or yeah. he could have been uh, or Mark Zuckerberg could be H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, they look pretty similar. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just it gets it gets it gets really complicated. I mean, if if we want to, if there is some type of topo mechanism at place, if there is some type of um, fake reality to make reality situation happening. Um, and yeah, we should we should leave them with some type of like positive, positive stuff. Um, like in a like if if I'm to if this is like a conspiracy theorist nightmare for me to say this right now, but like if I'm if I did a dream, like potentially an AI could solve some problems for us. Like that, that's what I think is cool about this thing. Like call it an AI oracle or whatever. It's 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 it is it's almost like an AI bibliomancy um, type thing or like radiomancy where it's like it's kind of like shaking up all the information and giving us like something out of it, but, but much more active and stuff. So, so if we're able to put every single great mind in history, like all of Plato, all of like, just like us, you know I mean, toss it all into this thing, shake it up and say, create a system of government or a system of like, of like, um, like the economy that doesn't need a starving population to make it subscribe or like, it doesn't need like that could, something that we it doesn't exist yet like maybe capitalism is the best thing for us that we can think of right now but maybe like there's something that we'll think of in a thousand years that this thing will think of like in 10 years again i don't think this is going to happen if somebody if i if the government or somebody told me told me that they figured it out i would not trust them as far as i can punt them but <laughs> if, if we're to like cross up like we're going to be super hopeful that and this thing does wake up and it is completely neutral and it's not it's not like a product of his parents. If like, if like your parents are jerks, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a jerk. <laughs> we can be hopeful, but also just like, I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't seem to be what's going on from my perspective, honestly, especially with Elon Musk literally tweeting out pictures of Cthulhu. Yeah. So about yeah. Depo, you know? yeah. When you see that there's something odd there. I mean, on the, on the, on the mundane level, on the earthly level, on the earthly plane, as I said earlier, in my opinion, I think it's the things that these bots or these uh, programs or whatever you choose to call them, this AI, this potential sentient being, whatever this stuff says or does, a lot of it is programming, obviously, from what humans are interested in. It learns from that. 
Uh, obviously, when it says it wants to steal nuclear codes and kill all humans yeah. and all that, I, that that just is too coincidental, too aligned, and too parallel with what eugenicists and Malthusian maniac, uh, crazy psychopaths want to do. Admittedly, on planet Earth already, we don't need AI. I uh, don't need to be afraid of AI, uh, of AI to uh, to get that kind of a situation. That's humans already do this. So, on the mundane level, there's that. On the occult level, I think that certainly like you, Derek, and like you, Michael, I think you feel the same way, that there's something more to this. Yeah. And with the black cube and the black goo and the squid and the octopus, there's a weird connection there. And I'm not exactly sure what it is. That's why we do these shows together. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel that, I guess more in a mundane sense, in a, more of a perceptually positive sense, a perceptually positive way of looking at this would be to think, you know, Ultimately, uh, when there was the Industrial Revolution, a lot of people at the time, newspapers, said that these machines were going to destroy everybody's job, everybody's going to lose their job. And it actually didn't happen. Uh, a lot, I mean, some people lost their jobs, but you know, then there's new jobs and people are, were employed. Um, I mean, the Great Depression killed more jobs than the Industrial Revolution. So it's the same kind of a thing with technology today. Sure, some jobs will become obsolete and we will probably have, uh, um, I don't know, it could, with technology, it's one specific piece of machinery that could put someone out of business or put someone out of a job. But with AI, it could be a lot of different jobs. It could be a lot of people out of work, but it might actually create a situation where it creates more jobs, just like, you know, in the fifties, we don't know, we don't have enough food. And now we have more two and a half times as more people than the fifties today in 2023. And yet we have so much food. We don't know what to do with it. The only way we have scarcity is when we create it ourselves artificially. So th these are the kinds of things I think of that are kind of positive. You know, technology doesn't necessarily destroy jobs and civilization. It builds civilization. It just depends on how it's used and uh, what the context of this is. And for me, the context is when you have all of those other occult elements, like the tentacles and the cube and all this, the black cube, there's something off about that. And it could be something natural, but then people take this natural progression because it could give them more power and authority and they use it to, well, to obtain that that earthly uh, power. So there's a lot of different things. It's both complex and simple. It is sophisticated and not sophisticated. It's a lot of stuff. And that's why we needed at least four hours tonight and last <laughs> night to to discuss it. So anyway, Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Michael, closing thoughts, closing comments, Troubled Minds. Let us know all about it. And then we'll go to you, Derek, for closing comments. Yeah, uh, I'm updating my resume. I'm now going to be known as a technomancer prompt engineer yes and prompt, just just, prompt just to make sure <laughs> the prompt answer just to make sure uh in case that's not out there in the zeitgeist yet let's put that out there as like a new a new uh well way to way to tickle the algorithms just right and get the the creativity you need but i mean and, and that's the thing like i said like as always just uh personally i love this stuff i absolutely adore this stuff technology is amazing and uh, I'm excited about it, as you can tell. Like, I, I'm trying to learn as much as I can, trying to uh, become a better techno-mancer prompt engineer and coax creativity out of this thing. It's inspired the hell out of me for for not just, um, uh, let's say, comic books like Derek was saying. Like, I, I've got all these creative projects in the pipeline because I can now, because it's literally just given me a new productivity suite that uh, I can, well, get exactly what I want out of it. And again, like I, I, I urge you guys not to ask it what a Republican or a Democrat is. <laughs> just please yeah. don't ever do that. 
<laughs> because it's irrelevant to, to, to the bias built into this thing. It's, it's going to be there. But I mean, as far as if you're a creative person, let's say you're not a creative person. Maybe this will bring the creative person out of you. And that's that's the beauty of all this stuff. And that's, you know, maybe you're not a writer. Well, maybe you are now. And that's the thing. Maybe all you need is a nice outline and it'll fill in the blanks for you. I mean, so much great stuff here. And again, you know, like the terrifying stuff. Yeah, fine. Let's kick that down the road and let's just tell us some good stories for the time being because uh, uh, we'll, we'll strap in for the eschaton <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and uh, just uh, just uh, have, have, a, have a, I guess, a nice ride on the way down. That but sounds like a movie, once again, a movie poster headline, strap in for the eschaton. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm imagining like the top of the hill with some like black snow and yeah. like uh, <laughs> black blue, uh, river. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, at the bottom, right. yeah, mushroom clouds, some smart dust flying around. Exactly. Um, uh, the the helmet with the, uh, the 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 gas mask built in. But yeah, and just want to say uh, I I had uh, such a great time with you guys. I appreciate it very much. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Gable uh, for for hosting this and happiness. And uh, special thanks to uh, the Night Stalker here for uh, for for uh, kind of suggesting that this would be a cool thing if we got, all got together and talked about this. Because uh, I'll tell you what, this was uh, absolutely 100% amazing, and uh, I appreciate it being here. And thank you very much. Yeah, that was awesome. I'll be I'll be real quick. I know we're out of time, but just uh, again, this, like, is, this uh, is like a, a ground zero call. You've got exactly two minutes, so go. Oh, okay. <laughs> plenty, plenty of time. Plenty of time for me. Uh, so, like. The chat GPT, the AI, I don't think necessarily is is the demon per se. But again, like every time we take a jump in technology from the the radio, the TV, the computer, or whatever, like it se- seems like our first thing we do is try to make contact with something on the other side, alien spirits, ghosts, whatever. And then they, in turn, seems like they try to make contact with us back. So, so I don't know if like the AI is or is the entity, or we're creating super advanced technology a super advanced tool that not only we can use but something on the other side can use so again it's multifaceted and there's all kind of stuff in, in the mix but just be careful with what you're talking to online and, uh if it says like hey i'm your dead loved one just be be uh, questioning first and just yeah i mean that's all i really got yeah uh, i mean that's just like what, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say real, real just to, to endure us uh mike real quick uh just i've been on the show a bunch but just uh i'm a big fan of uh a mic show too. So just all you secret teachings fans, uh, definitely, uh, you'll, you'll like, you'll like trouble lines a lot and, uh, come drink some maybe juice with them. It's, uh, it's really fun. And, uh, thanks Ryan for having us. You're, you're very welcome. Yes. Check out troubled minds. Just like it sounds troubled minds. If you have not Michael strange. And of course you can hear Derek Murphy, uh, here or there somewhere in the multiverse. You'll pick him up at some <laughs> in point. latent space yeah. in latent space. He's there somewhere. Michael, thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate you guys coming on and yes, doing this four hour show broken up over last night and tonight. Uh, I'd also like to thank Cthulhu uh, for oh, being yeah, with us it. tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll uh, have to do this again. Maybe not four hours, but we'll definitely do another round table at some point soon. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Anytime you want. Thank you. Okay. All right, hey, man. Appreciate it. You got it. Michael Strange, Derek Murphy. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And next week, we will be getting into a lot of guest interviews. And we haven't done that for a long time. So we will have some new guests and some old guests. Stay tuned to all of those shows next week here on The Secret Teachings. Over the weekend, download our shows, stream our shows. We get paid when you do that. 
for free for you, but we get paid to the advertisers on Spreaker or anywhere else you listen to the show for free. Otherwise, if you're already a subscriber, thank you. If you haven't subscribed, check out the Secret Teachings Archive with extra bonus perks. Aftermath.media or thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Contact us and I can send that email over if you need or want to Michael or Derek as well. Last but not least, our fundraiser to contact in the desert, please. We're almost there to that $500 mark. So if you can have um, a little bit of... uh, kindness in your heart to send us a few dollars to go to that event. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, we will make that $500 mark. we got two months, so we'll definitely get there. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>